0: cliffcentral.com Hmm. Hi there. This, as you heard, Cliff Central on Beyond Ears and Eyes. I'm Shemaine Harris and next to me is Pali Samabuya. How's it, baby?
1: Hello. Awesome. Also in studio is, of course, me, Liesl, Tom. <laughs> Welcome to Beyond You're Ears and it like Eyes. you sounded like I was supposed to say something. <laughs> no, Shemaine. No, Shemaine. <laughs> Welcome to Beyond Ears and Eyes. Today we have two guests for you. Um, we are talking about what happens when we die. Near-death experience. We've all heard stories Of What happens when you die And Shemaine and I thought It would be interesting To to, go there before we get there there. (laughs) Love it Love it friend So with us in studio Is Penny Wheeler Who is an expert in this matter She studied Let me try this Thanatolol Please say that Mm. word Penny (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Thanatology
1: Thanatology, and that is T H, not an F. No. Well, well, Penny said it <laughs> depends no, no. if you if you're from Pretoria, no, it uh <laughs> <laughs> Penny, what is thanatology? It's the
2: study of death and dying. So it's a science that they've had to that they've introduced, but it's very new in South Africa. Um, we tend to just go the death and bereavement route, not actually the science of death and dying.
1: And how on earth did you get into this?
2: Sure, I went to a church conference and um, wasn't very happy with what they threw down my throat And felt that I needed a more wider idea of what happens out there So uh, I googled it, this Mm. death and dying and thanatology came up And there was a course offered in the UK and I registered and did it
0: So when someone says science, it's substantiated Mm. Now, I mean, really? And, oh, well, this is a special science. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: a, a lot of belief has to go into this thing, and okay. uh, yeah, you get ridiculed quite a lot when you talk about this field. But they do try and have a balanced perspective, so they do look at the positives and the negatives <laughs> and try and bring
0: everything I'm, in. I'm sorry, I'm having <laughs> the giggles because let me just say uh, what I'm seeing. I'm looking at Penny, and she looks so calm and so. Um, Fragile. And I'm thinking, how do you deal with ridicule? You know, cause it looks like, you know, butter can't melt in your mouth.
2: No, well, I, I believe what I believe and okay. I stand firm, you know, with those things. So people can tell me what I believe is a bunch of rubbish, but then I can say the same to them too. So okay. I don't, don't, don't slam anybody down. basically.
1: Mm-hmm. And Penny, you have Not only seen people dying But you've also had people Come back after near death experiences With their stories heard
2: one of a gentleman who had um, heart failure
1: <laughs> don't look at me like I him. <laughs> a
0: bit creeped out hey?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: so I think the ICU ward sisters will give us a good idea of what's going on um, people get, they die a clinical death and mm-hmm. then they are resuscitated and unfortunately we laugh at these people's stories and tell them they, oh, that must be the pain medication, you're on a trip you know. you're just trying to get attention to yourself but, yeah, a lot of it is true. Mm-hmm. And, um, they have, through the studies, found um, common features that uh, these people go through.
0: You say a lot of it is true. Isn't all of it true?
2: Well, I believe Sorry. all of it is true. Okay. Mm. But you've got to leave that little gap open so that people think you'll listen to them. <laughs> yes. You
1: <laughs> You have just altered
0: yourself. <laughs> you <know? laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, sir, Nicole. Good. Welcome to the party.
1: <laughs> well, Shemaine, we also have a guest on the line via Skype, Karen Skitter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hi, Karen.
3: Good afternoon, ladies.
1: How are you doing? Hi, Karen.
3: I'm great, and you guys? Uh huh. Good, thank you. Now, <laughs> Shemaine,
1: Karen has had four experiences where she. Um, Almost crossed over. K- Karin, um, won't you tell us your story, please?
3: Okay. Um, basically, what happened was four times I was not breathing and I had to be resussed. Should I go into detail now? Yeah. Yes, but, you please. know, other than okay. the fact
0: that you, you, because you sound like an expert. You sound like was, a what? crossing <laughs> over into
3: the I was in a good way. I was <laughs> clinging on to the living. <laughs> Okay. Okay, The first time, I was involved in a house fire and I was found in the bathtub and dragged outside where I was um, clinically dead and they had to resus me. And then I was airlifted to hospital. That was about four years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Then what happened was I got really involved with alcohol and sleeping tablets. So I went the whole addiction route. And what happened was that the three times after that, I basically OD'd and was mm. at, um in ICU for those three times.
0: So, 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 so what happened during, because you're saying you were resuscitated. And what we want to know is what happened during the time that you were out? Um, where were you? Um, <laughs> I, were you out of your
1: body what was your yeah, we, out of you, body experience we, we, we <laughs> hear these stories about the light you know people going to the light did you go to the light yeah.
3: you know what i wish i could say i went into the light uh-huh. because i didn't wa- i don't think you want to be brought back when you did go into Aww. the light but i'm very glad i didn't because i got to make things right um what happened to me was exactly the opposite um when I was the first time, when I was in the fire, mm-hmm. I was basically in a coma for two days. Um, I suffered heavy smoke inhalation. And I believe that God took me on a journey through hell, or the hell that my life would became if I kept on with my addiction. So I had quite a horrific two days, terrible experiences. I was accused of murder. I was tortured, all kinds of things. And... It was visions that were shown to me, and it was so real. Now, I'm a cynic at best. Um, I never believed in this. I never believed in, I mean, my basic knowledge is, you know, Supernatural, the TV show, mm-hmm. and, and that was it. So it was very scary for me.
0: So you, you experience this as you would in this body that you have now? During those two days while you
1: were out? No, no,
3: I was out of my body. I saw it happening to me, but I was not in my body. It was like a movie show. Oh.
1: So so it was definitely, it could not have been a dream?
3: No, you know, it was definitely not pain medication
1: oh, hallucinations. Um, or
3: hallucinations. Um, as Penny said, normally that's what people say it is. You know, you've been on a morphine trip or something, and um, it, it it wasn't. It was completely different. My mum who was at my hospital bed the whole time said to me that the times that I did regain consciousness, she never saw anybody with so much terror in their eyes. I couldn't speak anything but I was awake for a minute or two and then I slipped back. And then I had another vision of something very bad happening to me. So it was really, you don't really Do you wanna speak about
0: this? There's something do you wanna speak about the something bad that happened? Or not? You you, um, you choose. You don't have to. I,
3: I can I can just basically elaborate. It was as I said, it was like visions mm-hmm. being shown to me. I was like I was stuck in hell, and it was you know visions or, or where I was being tortured. I saw myself being tortured.
0: So when you speak uh, of hell, we normally traditionally think uh, fire, brimstone, burning pit. <laughs> burning pit people saying water. <laughs>
3: No, so this was more like demons doing this to me, people doing this to me. Not people, but beings. Uh-huh. Um, so it was scary. It, it was really scary. Um, this was not, as I said, this is, I was not a firm believer. I was not anything at that stage. So this was, you know, completely out of my league. Um, I never, you know, did the horror movie thing or read books or stuff that I could compare it or say that this was my subconscious coming out. Um, it was just incredibly real. Uh-huh. I can can I just elaborate a little bit on what happened during the fire.
0: Uh yes please. because uh, I also do wonder when you say when they're doing it to you, what were they doing? Were they scratching you? Were they poking you? They were
3: torturing you? me. It was like real being really tortured.
0: Biting. What, do you know about um
3: yeah, you know, it's like almost if I can compare it to medieval times, you know, when when you get tortured with the rack and, and that kind of thing, it's like you can feel the pain. You you can feel you're being you know, assaulted but but there's nothing actually on your physical body, you know, I had, I sustained no injuries. Mm. Um, you know, I had no injuries on me after those two days. Okay, go so to was, the fire? That was weird. <laughs> so during the fire what happened was I had a home phone, a telecom phone. And um round about the time I lost consciousness, my the phone rang in my mum's house who was, who was two hours away and it was it registered on her cell phone as my home phone. So she answered the call expecting me, and um, it was a person or somebody talking gibberish. She couldn't make out what was going on. So she put the phone down, and she called me back. Obviously, there was no answer because by that time, the living room was burnt beyond recognition, so the home phone was not working. It was burnt. Five minutes later, the neighbor who never met me in my life Showed up at the door and asking me, oh, sorry, asking her that she had this intense feeling to pray for me. So she wanted to pray with my mum for me. And they actually did pray for me. This was a time round about when I physically died, when I stopped breathing. Hmm. So this was some kind of divine intervention. What it was, I really don't know. But that's what happened while I was basically when I, when I died. Current. And that was two hours away. In, in, and they had no idea I was in a fire at that stage.
1: Sure. How, do, what's, how do you make sense of that phone call? What do you think happened?
3: Okay, basically what happened is three days later, um, I woke up on the third day. And on the fourth day, I was, I was discharged. Um, the only thing I suffered was smoke inhalation. So, sorry, on the fourth day, then when I got home, I was lying on my bed, and you know you're quite a bit traumatized. Um, and I was trying to make sense of it all, and I, I I felt this immense feeling of peace, and just you know I could feel light washing over my body, and I immediately sensed it was the presence of an angel, and immediately triggered back to a memory for me when I was in the bathtub, being shielded by the wings of an angel. Now, the bathroom where I was found, the ceiling, everything was already on fire, and it, was, it started caving in. Yet, I did not sustain one wound on my mm. body at all.
0: Do you think that uh, was your guardian? Angle? Yeah,
3: definitely. <laughs> um, so, yes, and, and, and I can link, I can take this through to the other three times when, also when I woke up afterwards, after, after my OD, that I could feel that presence. And it's it's just something that you can't describe so, to anybody. It's just amazing. It's warm. It's loving. It's peace. Okay.
0: It's okay. Great. Because I wanted to. I wanted to. Yeah. Whether you had one of those during during <laughs> during one of your passings.
1: And did you, did you? You know, we normally
0: good experience. It, you know,
1: we yes. normally hear about uh, loved ones coming to meet you at this tunnel this tunnel of light did you see anyone apart from your angel that you recognized or sensed were l- long past relatives
3: no long past relatives no um, the only person I saw during that two days in, in ICU when during the fire was that um, my ex-fiancé at that stage um, ended up dead in one of my visions and um two years ago he actually died. So this was like a premonition of what was to come.
0: Okay, so a glimpse into the future.
3: Okay, yes, yes. Okay. But no loved ones, my as like I said, my first experience was not sort a of very nice experience. Okay. Um I was obviously being taught where I was destined to go. So Okay. Yeah. And so, no bride, no so, early gate. <laughs>
0: all right so so no pearly gate no hands stretched out to you no peter at you know (laughs) making bad jokes at the gates of heaven none of that
3: unfortunately (laughs) no
0: i mean it sounds like i'm i'm taking the mickey but i'm actually quite serious you know because you Um, know how we talk we talk about this as in yeah uh you know it's um, nonsense but you know is it
3: please get me right i mean i came i come from the legal fraternity um I'm I'm a skeptic at best. I'm a cynic. Um yeah, since since I entered recovery mm-hmm. I'm I'm a big Christian. Um God took me through my recovery. Um mm-hmm. he saved my life during addiction. I mean mm-hmm. dying four times is is something that not every person gets.
0: Like I said, you're like an I, expert at dying.
3: Yeah. yeah. So um I would also take the Mickey out of me. <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: I suppose we make we make fun when we when we need to understand yes. things, eh?
3: Exactly, when, and I mean it's an uncomfortable subject. It's not something that you can really talk to, you know, and making dinner conversation. Penny, is it? Why Paul is to Look at you.
0: Uh-huh. I just want to hear from Penny while while we're on the line. If you have questions for, her, please ask her. But Penny, why is it such an? So, why is it such a the shameful thing to admit that you've, you know, you've had a, a near death experience and. You saw angels, and I mean, the, the, the thing Karen said was angels and the wings and all. I'm thinking, why do all angels have wings? You know? <laughs> What's up with the wings? But well, I think you sound, we
2: all sound weird. I mean, who sees fairies and angels? They all think that we're taking something and tripping, basically. Mm-hmm. So people aren't willing to listen to to people who have these real stories, and because it's not fact-based, Uh, we have to go by what people tell us. Mm. And we have to actually, there has to be some sort of faithful element of belief in this. And and people do look at us very strangely.
1: Penny, while Karen was talking, Mm. you were nodding (laughs) your head. Which resonated or which parts of the story correlate with with what you have studied all
2: right so basically most of our ndes that have been studied um i have positive outcomes they they the angels the pearly gates and peter waiting there for you and they're all good and rosy and lovely and Which butterflies opening and yourself up and that. that's most of most of them however um they say one in every five has a negative outcome and um there are three different types here and um corin does fall into the one so the first type is the people just. They they're not ready to die, so they they sort of enter this horrible world and they get snatched back quite quickly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The second load of people they um, end up in a featureless void where they have these voices yelling at them and screaming at them and telling them this is all that there is for you for the rest of eternity. Mm-hmm. And then the final one is very much where Corin was, where, where it's um, a lot of torture, screaming, um, pain. It's just a horrible place to be. So, and the only way you get out of these by actually Pleading for help And it's when you plead for this help That's by some divine Or some by some intervention That you get pulled out of this negative space And brought back to this side And um, the reason for that Is to teach you a lesson To teach you best to best you change your ways And I think
1: Corin got that Corin, mm. um, yes. <laughs> now Did you ask to come back or did someone tell you look your, your work isn't done or we are, we are granting you um, this opportunity to rectify things you get immunity
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't grasp it at that time no um, it was only after the last time which was two years ago that um, I had this immense feeling of you know what this is your last chance Oh. If you back up this again, you know there's no more immunity idol for you. <laughs> um, so that that was a very really distinct feeling I got, and that's what finally got me to 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 go and ask for help and 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 into into recovery. You
1: so are, you are a slow learner, it seems. <laughs> it seems that way.
0: <laughs> so we've got Doctor Death here. Do you want yeah. to ask her anything?
3: <laughs> yes. Ask her. Um, First of all, I mean, I'm kind of relieved because this is not a story I shared before. So, and I didn't really much go into the investigation part of this. So, I'm quite relieved that somebody else had this experience as well, <laughs> that I can fall into a category. Um, so, my question is do you think that um, my mum and this lady being basically asked, by some presence to, to intervene or intercede on my behalf was what saved my life
2: Possibly yes um, there's no definite answer here again but um, are they believers your mum and this lady Yes, yes. yes. So uh, very much so and are they open to the spiritual
0: world
3: um, No not my mum if you think about that yeah, but, but I guess yes in no. a way
0: I suppose also the fact that your mum agreed to the prayer, mm. you know, she yeah. opened herself up to, mm. you know, to, to, to helping and healing. And, mm. you know, because mm. if you give permission, mm. you know, and I and I do believe we can pray for one another and, and there'll be mm. assistance.
2: Most definitely. You're you know, that's again, I mean, even if you're in the bottom pits of hell. Um, if you ask for help, you will get it. You know, mm. and a lot of these people who end up in what we I think we call it purgatory—it's um sort of the, one of the astral realms. Um,
0: that's the void. Yeah, that's where but, you go sit for 120 years. Well, there's
2: no documented <laughs> sort of um, proof that that's where you uh-huh. sit for, for eternity or whatever. Mm. The, they do say that what well, the spirits say, and these come through mediums, that if you do ask for forgiveness and you do ask for help, that you do get the help that you need. So, I do believe the earthly beings, if we do ask. The spirits out there That we will get the help that we need But you got to buy into it though <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to ask you something about that But before I do Let me just tell you That you are listening To Beyond Ears and Eyes On Cliff Central And if you would like to join In our conversation If you have a question for Karen Who's had four near-death experiences <laughs> Or for Penny Who is an expert In guiding people uh, through who are dying and, and, and have studied this, mm-hmm. why don't you send us a WhatsApp on 079 Now, Penny, do you, does your belief system play a role in what you find once you die or, or almost die? You know, once you reach that threshold. Sure, that's
2: difficult because it's all—it's different for every different religion So I am a Christian and I, I do practice from the space But I don't preach it So um, I do believe that there is divine intervention And I do believe that there is an everlasting life out there for me And it's going to be good mm-hmm. um, And I suppose for every good there's got to be bad So the yin and the yang So the, the hell must be there to balance it out we can't all be butterflies. Yeah.
0: So talk talk to us about uh sanatology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a right. new word. Well done. <laughs> <Thanatology>. <laughs> <laughs> uh you're doing that's the study mm. of death, dying, and everything that goes with it mm. bereavement not and rebirth. so
2: No,
1: unfortunately. Not okay. okay. So which Death
0: is a rebirth. Yeah. Yes. You know. So <laughs> or not. Am I am depends I trying on, to be fancy it de- now? It
1: depends on, 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 okay. on what you believe. <laughs> all
0: right. So how do you how do you deal with families because death is still one of the most traumatic Mm. things Mm. we we experience Mm. i mean it's one of the things you just don't get over Mm. depending on how close uh, whomever it was Mm. uh, was to you so Mm. what is this thing that we need to realize about death and how it ties in with our lives Well, the biggest
2: the biggest challenge for me as a a, a bereavement counselor is the grief and the guilt that people are feeling. The guilt is something huge. So if you can say goodbye and you can make amends, do so Mm. while you're still alive. Because if you're left behind and you've let someone go without saying goodbye, you're going to have a hell of a battle. That's the biggest obstacle, actually. And um, many other things, yeah. I mean, people aren't afraid of actually dying. They're afraid of the pain. That's the thing. You know, yes, the thing? it's not the death itself; it's the pain. They're so scared they're going to die. And I mean, if I had it's to going ask, it would to be
1: horribly painful. Yeah,
2: well, if I had to ask you, how do you want to go?
1: Peacefully, mostly. There we go.
0: <laughs> oh, oh! I, I was actually thinking the person's remaining behind their pain, because you, you know, th- that for me is mm. kind of like the most traumatic thing: the fact that the person left. They left, no. but the fact that you, here on this earth. Mm. That's how I experience death. Mm. I'm sitting here with that horrible low feeling Mm. of you've gone Mm. now I've made it a little easier these days where I go I just can't see them because of that veil that's between the two worlds Mm. but we're still in one another's space but they can get to me but because of my vibration or Mm. where I'm at Mm. I can't get to them so that's the only way I I can make sense is to know that they're not there Mm. but it it wasn't it formed At a cerebral level, Mm, mm, mm. not a heart. And then the heart was like, oh, okay, then it's not so bad. So you've got
2: to (laughs) reinvent yourself. So if you've lost your spouse, you're now going to be a a widow. So you have a new identity. And with that comes a whole lot of other jobs that you've got to do. So if you've lost a, a parent, you could be an orphan. So with that comes new labels and new jobs and new tasks. And that's where grief counseling will come in and help you put things into place. Mm. Um, I think a visit from the other side is a special gift and, and if you're open to it, I mean how amazing is that to get that person back just to say hello I'm here, oh. I'm checking up on you mm. and they do do that but mm. you've got to be open to it, if you don't believe in it there's no way they're going to come visit you or they do and you just don't see it
0: mm.
1: you know, and- Karen, you you mentioned the trauma have you dealt with that trauma?
3: Sure Um I think most of it through... Um, I did the Narcotics Anonymous 12-step program. So you deal with the trauma and you deal with the shame and the guilt and whatever you caused because you still feel this is, you know, your fault. It was not, you know, especially the overdoses. It's not something that, you know, it was an accident or something. So I think a big part of the trauma, to, to put it like that, it will be the shame and guilt that you caused your loved ones to go through this with you. <laughs>
0: Are you, when you say it wasn't an accident, the overdose, oh. uh, is that what most people who go there feel, that it wasn't an accident?
3: For me, it. it, it uh, do you mean… The overdosing. Be, no, I mean that's deliberate. I think the moment you, you, you choose to pick up substances that can cause you to die, you, you cannot say it's an accident anymore. Wow. You make that choice from the beginning.
0: That's 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 very candid that's very brave there's lots of therapy um, lots of I, I, therapy
3: okay <laughs> <laughs> that's what's so amazing about the 12-step program mm. look um, for any recovering addict will tell you that we cannot make excuses ever again in our lives so to say that that it was an accident or, or to blame it on anybody else would just be the coward way out mm.
1: Penny, I want to ask you, uh, the research done and in your own work also, people who have had near-death experiences, and I've heard this, so I want you to tell me if if I'm right or wrong or somewhere in the ballpark, is that people who have the the light and the, the loved ones coming to embrace them, they find it extremely traumatic to come back mm. to 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 this realm or the, mm. or, or this plane, mm.
2: they do they and and those that have been studied report that it's actually almost like a forceful voice and Karin had that too that says you've got to get back you know you've got to go and fix up and this is your last time and you, yes. you you've got a job to do you haven't and they actually tell them you're not finished it's not your time you've got to go back and it's forceful and some of the people say they didn't want to come back it was just way too cushy there's mm-hmm. a story of a man who was um shot in Vietnam. And he was suffering terribly. And he just thought, oh, no more pain. I'll just, I'd like this. And they sent him right back, back into his painful body. Mm -hmm. And he had lots to do, and he did. He went and became a minister and did quite wonderful deeds Mm -hmm. with his life. Mm
1: -hmm. As Karen was describing the first time she, Mm -hmm. she was in this horrible state, I almost had this mental image of, of Scrooge in, in, you know, A Christmas Tale, <laughs> yeah. going from place to place and looking mm-hmm. at, at, at yes. what the future might be. Yeah, and that's a scary place to be. And
2: they, they, they do. They, they go through this and they, get, they, they see terrible things. And things are done to them. They don't feel it physically. But you will feel the, you know, when sort of when you see somebody else getting hurt and you can feel that out yourself. Mm. That's what they're feeling. Not
0: that that's hurt. right. I had a story of this man, at, I think we talked about it a little earlier, mm. um, off air, who, um, he died. He, 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 I don't know, he was met by people. He did the whole transition, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's, uh, Yeah, but he didn't see a light. So I think the, your key is if you don't see a light, turn back. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: Karen, did you hear that? Next time you don't see light, turn back. Oh, being
0: irreverent here. But anyway, so this this guy was met by benevolent beings. Are you snorting from laughter? Oh, good. You're having fun. So um, this man walked, you know, he's welcoming committee said, hi, hi. They all knew him. He felt safe. They said, no, we're going to go for a walk. Took him for a walk. The further he got from wherever um they started to you know to touch him and prod him and poke him and you know do stuff to him and he said it became increasingly uncomfortable screaming at him mm. you know y- yapping at him and um and basically what you said, penny they told him you're useless this is nothing what 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 you, what you this want is it. <laughs> this is it what you want and he somehow he um uh, he said he saw Jesus Now okay everybody we all see Spirituality are different ways He says he saw Jesus mm-hmm. He believes it was Jesus who mm-hmm. said You need to ask for help And then he said the minute I asked for help mm-hmm. Those beings fell away, but uh, apparently they fell away with, 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 with fear and terror. <laughs> the big boss had spoken, huh? Hey? Yeah. And then he came back to his body. He's a changed man, of he course. Is, yeah. You know, who wouldn't be mm. I- if you, you know?
2: Yeah. Everybody who has a near death experience comes back differently. None of them can pick up life normally. They, mm. they see life totally differently. Those things that we would take for granted, they see it totally differently. And they do try and change. Laugh, Mm -hmm. and the way they have lived. So I don't
0: know if he was very naughty. Yeah, you know he was. He Mm. he was. He had an addictive personality. Now when I say that, you know we have different types of addictions. Mm. But he was. You know he's doing like drugs and Mm. so. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not sure whether there's a special hell for drugs. Because it seems that those are the people who suffer most. I think the alcoholics, they go like, "It was dude, it was dope, loved it, didn't want to come back. <laughs> so I think we need to choose our poison. <laughs> but but besides that, they say you come back and you are filled with love mm. for, for others mm. and, and, and earth and beings. Mm. Oh, and
2: you do want to make a change, a positive
0: change.
3: That's very true.
1: Is that because you kind of have the sense that you were given a last chance or are somehow special or something I think it's you've you 've seen what can happen, and
2: nobody really wants that and um also now you 've been told go back and make a change mm-hmm. that 's why you 've been
1: sent back otherwise we 'll keep you here but why i mean why don 't we all make a change why Why would you need a m d e to you know, to do why you are here.
2: Mm, well, why do we need traffic cops out there to tell us what we must do, do we be doing? And we know we have to do it. So,
0: no, <laughs> policemen ask that question. What do you think, Karen?
3: Well, for me, it was definitely um, you know it was given on f- what four opportunities mm-hmm. um, that, as you know, being the slow learner that I am, to, to <laughs> really turn my life around. But it, it was that exam, exact same feeling I got was that listen, this is it. Um learn your lesson now and change your life. And I did. I left the legal profession. Um, I started doing addiction counseling now, wow. helping other people. And I feel that's the purpose that, that God has planned for me. So how do you feel so, about it? Yes, my whole life changed.
0: How do you feel about death now? How afraid or not afraid are you? And what do you say to people who are afraid of, of, of dying? Because we think this is it. This is the end of it.
3: Mm. I'm not I'm not afraid of death at all. Um because course, you know, I'm rooting for the good guys now, but um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just that I've been there and, and, and the peace I felt with, with the, the being or the angel or whatever it was, it's just an amazing feeling. I cannot think that you would want to come back here, as Benny said, you know, it's if you, once you're exposed to that. So I'm not afraid at all.
2: Mm. And that's common with all Indies. They are not afraid of death at all. Mm. They'll happily go on. There
1: is no pain. Penny, what does the research say about different religions? I mean... (laughs) Obviously, within this framework, Karen is a Christian, you're a Christian, um, so you kind of have the same framework, but what about someone who is a Buddhist? Well, I think, you know, it's, again, very philosophical. So what is your
2: reality might not be mine. So my beautiful is something different to yours, but Mm -hmm. I think peace remains peace. So they might see paradise as something totally different. The research doesn't show that there's a discrepancy between the NDE sort of patterns or behavior or reports. Uh, across any cultures or across any religions They all go through exactly the same steps So basically they have this sort of Outer body experience, they can see their body There but it's sort of like a discarded garment They um, then Report tunnels or um, doors Which they can go through And then they all report that somebody says To them, go back, you haven't finished You've mm-hmm. got to do your job, so that's all s- The same, doesn't change at all across
1: religion. And the the I've I've heard and someone mentioned it to me while we were looking for 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 someone to come speak to us about this that um he had a very close call with with death almost uh, in a fatal accident and in that moment when he resigned himself to the fact that he was going mm. to die mm. he saw his life yes. flash past yes. Uh, you know, in front of his mm. eyes. So I, I refer to that as a highlights reel. Does everybody? Not that? all of them, but
2: it is uh, the majority. They do see their life go past them, and then they do see the the good moments and the bad moments as they go. So, how I think would be a the bad moment? A lot. Mm. <laughs> and going the good light, good road would have been all your highlights in life. No.
1: Okay. Oh, wait, what, did you just say if, if you're going to to the dark place You see all the bad things I, you've I would done? think
2: so uh, That would make more sense to me Because I don't know how you would feel That inner peace If you saw all your traumatic events You know, they just they, What they've said is They just do see their life flash past them mm. So I, I think Well, if you've had a good fright I don't think
0: the first thing you think of Is all the bad things that you've done We <laughs> think well. of all the happy things yeah. And apparently There are some people who get a choice Who, who actually they go Sure, you can stay, or you can go. You have a choice. So I have heard of people mm. who, who who got choices, yeah, um, and they chose to, to come back. Yeah. And, uh, hence, obviously, they chose to come back. Yeah. That's oh, why obviously. they could tell the story. Ex- Hello, Shrimati. Ex- no. Again,
2: the, the ones with the negative—they are people who didn't want to die, and they then just say, "Please, just send me back again." You know mm. that type of thing. Yeah, no, that that has been documented.
1: But there hasn't been any document documented cases where they went to the light
2: no and said i'm ca- no no they generally most of them have been told go back you've, you've because then you go i mean mm-hmm. it's your time
1: so if, I, I don't
0: know if heaven rejects you i mean mm-hmm. where do you go <laughs>
2: <laughs> they just post you back to clean up and it says that you can come around second round you know
0: <laughs> clean up. i can i can understand yeah. that but i mean because we do look at death as ultimate um, but it's it, it's not it's not ultimate. Um, just like this here now is not ultimate. It's it's a moment, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So with all that you've learned, how do you feel about death, Penny? I just
2: don't want to have pain. Basically, that's my biggest worry. I'm I'm ready to go. I know where I'm going. I've my soul is sorted. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, not just a Christian, but I do believe in spirituality, and I do believe there's much more out there than just this. And the strange thing is the skeptics are the ones who tell us that we're not the only beings in the universe and all of this nonsense, but they don't think of the spiritual realm. And it definitely is quite strong out there.
0: When you think of hell, what what comes to mind? Horrible, horrible, hot place that I never even want
2: to see I don't even want to visit it mm-hmm. you know I think a place where but, but you know it's good for me Then all this research is that you can get yourself out it's not that you're stuck there forever that you taught in Sunday school if you're naughty
1: that's where you're going to go for eternity that's my problem yeah. with this concept of hell because it's mm-hmm. used to scare children yes. into behavior yeah. and yeah.
0: adults yeah. And adults, quite a few,
2: quite a few. But but at least you can get yourself out of there. So there's always a, the good news is there that there is greatness out there for you. You've just got to actually be able to say, "I'm the bad one, and I need to be forgiven for what I've done." Mm.
1: Now, mean when I say they scare children with it, I mean they start young, uh-huh. and children are so much more susceptible to, Very much to this. So fear and yeah. to, to imagining yes. this horrible yeah. place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
2: definitely. They live in imagination world, basically, hey, if you think of the cartoons and all of that. And they do believe that they are going to a horrible, horrible place. Uh-huh. And, and that's unkind. it. I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's what unkind. freaked me mm-hmm. as,
1: out as a child, mm-hmm. is the, the, uh, trying to imagine this horrible place if I don't do what people tell me mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you don't have
2: to be a Christian or a believer as long as you're spiritual. So that, that when you're there and you're in this horrid spot you can say, Look, I've done wrong, I've lived a bad life. I'd I'd like to do better.
0: Yeah. I like that you're not judgmental, um, you know, mm. because let's let's take off the gloves. Judgmental things, you know, the minute people become rigid in mm. their their faith. You know, the, the, when it becomes a religion. Do as
1: I do, it, do as I say or you go to hell. That kind
0: you know, of you, approach. yeah, you, you, you get, you get pointed at. And, mm. you know, I prefer the ones where they go like, you know what? We all equal. Mm-hmm. We all have equal standing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as far as what you do with your life, you get to choose. I get to choose obviously within reason or within yeah. what the powers that be yeah. say, you know, cause, you know. grief is universal. So you yeah, so like a religion. that you don't, no Judge
2: no, You can't I could never do this job If I had a judge I mean uh, uh, Grief is grief It's a human emotion That you feel Doesn't matter what you are An atheist An agnostic A Hindu A Muslim Doesn't really actually matter We what, feel the same
0: What's the worst case You ever came across
2: I, I, I would think It's a mother Whose child Has committed suicide mm. Off. Because that blame is just, mm, you, mm, you mm. can't fix it. You're supposed to outlive your child. And these mummies, or, or fathers, let's not just mm-hmm. go Herodians, with mothers, yes. mm-hmm. parents who've lost their child to suicide, where they should have seen the, the warning signs and they, they, they should have helped and they couldn't, you know, they just,
0: mm. I oh, think that's think the worst. We should have.
2: Should have, would have, could have. Hey? Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's just no out for that. Suicide is a decision that that person has made and they are really in a very bad space for them to go that far. Mm. And I think that's the worst.
0: What do you say to these people who are b- sitting with that?
2: Time. They've just got to talk and remember the good times. My favorite is to go and get the photo album because we don't take pictures of bad times. We take mm. pictures of good times and just relive that person's life and bring, you know, breathe in the happiness that they brought into your lives. Don't remember this ugly part. It's just a small moment. It's a big moment, mm. but it's a small part of that person's life.
1: Karen, do you still do you sorry Cara do you, do you get <laughs> nightmares or, or or any flashbacks of your time in what 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 you said to me was hell
3: do I still get it
1: do you get flashbacks or or, or nightmares I
3: do. I do um not often but um and I think it's a good thing it's 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 it, and it's not when I'm dreaming or sleeping I will just you know, get a sudden flashback i mean when when I spoke about it now, you know you get flashbacks and you remember mm. and but what I mostly remember is that feeling that utter helplessness that utter fear terror mm. um, and sure that's it 's not a nice feeling at all mm. so yes, I do get it, but i also I got the positive side mm. i got to feel that amazing healing presence and that's what i strive towards is to feel that
2: those pictures should become dimmer for you i mean they shouldn't be as real yes that's that's with Uh, any trauma you do remember your 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 event very vividly but Uh, but it sort of gets duller around the edges the older you get as time goes by yes definitely
0: Okay, we're speaking about near-death experience on Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. And on the line, we've got Karen. And then in the studio, we've got Penny. And, um, yeah. So, Liesel
1: Sure. Karen, uh, the, 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 the three times when you overdosed, were they, were they all the same? Did you have the same experience or were they three very distinct experiences?
3: Strangely enough, it was not as intense as the first time. I didn't really um, experience the torture. What I do remember is is that feeling of crying out. Um, I think Penny put it in perspective, begging for another chance. I never really thought about it that way. But it was that sheer oh, panic. Good. I want to go back. I want to fix this. I want to make it right, please. So um, you got some
0: free counseling on, on Beyond Ears and Eyes, it <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was going to go somewhere now, but that that thought <laughs> left, that that thought left.
1: Penny, we really struggled to get someone mm-hmm. to come share their experience with with us. And and Karen, I really again want to thank you mm-hmm. for being so frank and open. Penny, why? Do people not want to speak about this I mean you've touched on being ridiculed mm. But it has to be more than that I mean we get people on the show Who get ridiculed for their views all the time mm. But this time it was really Is it—is it because it's so in- Intensely private. What is the story here?
2: I think the first person you're going to tell is probably your doctor. who will then tell you no, actually you know what you must have been the pills, you're hallucinating it couldn't have been you know that type yeah. of thing and it's it's again it's not a science so if you talk to people about this they're going to people would often say it's nonsense mm-hmm. you know so but but I did say pre, prior to the program that um, hallucinations. These are one of the excuses But what we need to know is hallucina- Hallucinations are very personal So you will see it from your own perspective However, NDEs have set Sort of criteria almost to meet So there are th- set things That have to happen in an NDE And you can't just make Which it up are? So, basically, all of them it's the outer body experience so you've you've left your body, you can mm-hmm. actually see people working on you. Mm-hmm. You can hear the panic and um the spirit itself says or the person says that they want to get back and they want to tell the people actually, I'm okay, you know I'm mm-hmm. fine, but they cannot get there. Then they talk of um either doors or or um tunnels lights or that there are lights And that, that somebody is there to accompany you Usually it's a past family member Or a good friend Somebody you know So those are all ticky boxy things mm-hmm. And then again this being who tells you Go back
3: The voice in, Yeah
2: In a very gentle mm-hmm. but very firm
0: manner. Well The way you said it I'm afraid <laughs> <laughs> Move it
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so did you When you woke up Especially the first time, but 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 also after the other three times, did you tell anyone about what you just been through?
3: Um, I I, I did mention it to the doctor, and I spoke to my mum about it. And yes, the standard response was um, it was probably pain medication or
1: Mm. morphine
3: or something.
1: How did Um, that make you feel?
3: Would have been, you know, you were on a trip anyway. So, but I mean, I didn't use I anything, so I didn't have a trip. <laughs> that um, was a legal trip. <laughs> <laughs> but but so how does it make of you feel? Made of skepticism, so you 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 shut it down. You do not talk about it.
0: And then there's there's also the other thing that I believe. Uh, people who go and are told come back those who are chronically or acutely ill or have like you know like like this one woman i'm thinking of now anita murajani i think that's her name but anyway she came back and she was she got healed from cancer in in a matter of days so You're pulling a face. Oh, Penny. Yeah. That's when everybody you know, says, you see, I told you it's not a lot. It's a lot of nonsense. <laughs> I know, but I mean, you can't dispute mm-hmm. that again was her experience yeah. and she has back up and you know, all that. Mm-hmm. And she saw all those things mm-hmm. that you mentioned, you mm-hmm. know, doctors trying to resuscitate mm-hmm. her, trying to tell her husband, but she's here, mm-hmm. you know, and then, um, she comes back and her healing, but she was also told, you have to, you know, go back mm. um, And she, or oh, did she get the choice that, uh, Okay, I have to go back there But she came back yeah. And she healed And she's telling a story these days uh, You know, to, to loads of people
2: Well, that's a new, and some, and a new avenue some, Something else that somebody's got to listen to And pay mm-hmm. attention to mm-hmm. There's no definite answer here at all You've got to either buy in on it or you don't You can't convince people because when you try and you try too hard, uh-huh. it looks
0: like you're the one who's struggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need, you need some accommodation somewhere where yeah. they give uh, pills no. mm-hmm. where you can go on legal trips, Corin.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 so, hi, I, another friend of mine had this experience, and I'm asking that because I want to find out how that relates to near death. She she really nearly died, mm-hmm. so she um, she went tripping. She was like, I went there, yes. and I went
1: there, yes. Yes. and I saw them,
0: and um, in a very she, short space of time. Hey? In, a, in a very short space, but she, but she was like. It was the most incredible thing. She said she went to different worlds, mm. basically, mm. and she was just chilling there mm. in those different yeah, worlds. Yeah. But her body was she was alive. Mm. So how how can you call that a near death experience, or can you just go like you know you just went to hot to a different hospital? Well, did she come out changed? Yes, okay, I mean you yeah. must come out changed. You 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 you, you found yourself the plethora. Mm. And you you, you gotta after
2: So if something good comes out of all this near death experience thing, whether the skeptic say it's a bunch of nonsense or the believer say it is if mm. there's change and beauty that comes out of this, then what helm has been done?
1: Yeah. You so know? would that be the the, the the final tick box for you? Did you come out changed? Yes, I
2: would say so, yeah. Okay. So and that's like, all what spirituality is about. Is how much good you can spread out there. Mm-hmm. Karen, did
1: you come out changed?
3: Absolutely, as I said, my whole life changed because of that. Mm.
1: And in the way you deal with people, your personality—that did that,
3: that change? Oh yes, <laughs> the uh-huh. legal bitch is gone. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, as I said, you know, um, especially now with the counselling and stuff, um, I really I see people Different. these days for for being human beings, and I'm not out going out to hurt anybody anymore and i don't know it's just your whole philosophy about life changed, and you you make the most of of every minute
0: but don't you just love yourself with that though don't you love yourself more now that you've seen now that you're seeing other people's humanity
3: absolutely absolutely that you've blessed other people as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, that, it, that it's, a, it's, it's a good thing, you know, that you, that you changed. Um, I
3: think that's the main thing for, for, for my NDE, as you guys call it, uh-huh. is that, that you get to live your purpose. Mm. And if your purpose is, and I think all of our purposes are to bless other people. Mm.
0: The other thing I want, oh, sorry, did no, you no, want to say something? you go first. I wanted to find out, did, did, I, I can't remember whether you said you saw your body. Did you I see saw your body? myself
3: being tortured.
0: Okay. So did, but because I'm trying to figure out whether you saw your body, you know, like, like lying you, in uh, the hospital mm, bed. Yeah. Like uh, Penny was saying, yes. it's like a, a, a garment that's mm. been, I love that. It's, it's just, it's Garmin. beautiful. You know, in my head, it goes like, it's like a garment that mm. you you just took Shit. off and it's lying there. Mm. So did you, did you see a body like that?
3: I saw a couple of times, I saw myself being worked on. Okay. other times I was in another well, what do you want to call
0: it? Okay, yes. no, because I wanted to figure out how you how you relate to your body now. Then you know, because I mean, it must be something so special to to look at your body. I'm trying to visualize seeing my body. You know,
3: mm. um, you stop and junk
0: food? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, you know, junk food has has a has a, has a reason and a purpose, and, and yeah. So now I just thought maybe you you like in awe of this. This garment. Thank you, Penny. I don't
2: think you look <laughs> very good when you die.
3: So no, it's <laughs> think You want no. to go back there? No, no. But that that's a if, I, if I can put it into into my words, mm-hmm. I think that mortality becomes very real, mm-hmm. um, and a part of that is your body and how fragile we actually are. Uh-huh.
1: Karen, so now that you have um, spoken. About your near death experience. Uh, Do you think you will tell more people about it? Because this was the first time you actually told other people.
3: That's right. (laughs)
1: Um,
3: I'm all for it. Especially now that, that I heard what Penny said, you know, I didn't even realize I fell into a category.
1: So. <laughs> Does that is that like what you're taking away from this? You, you're in a category. <laughs>
3: yes, I get to put another label on <laughs> <laughs> You know what? This, is, um, this is, no, it, it just feels good, you know, to be validated because, you know, deep down inside you always wonder, you know, maybe this wasn't real. Maybe it huh. didn't happen.
0: So, listen, this is a first for both you and Penny, huh? Oh, yeah. We have been your first Don't you forget that
1: yeah. and, and, and I do hope you can both say That we were gentle with you Very gentle Thank you
0: Absolutely thank you very much you didn't, you didn't just go there did you
1: Well Karen, thank you very much For sharing with us Penny your last thoughts On this death and dying thing
2: it, it's not such a big bad thing it's, it's part of life And I don't know why we run away from it We're all happy when somebody is born And there's birth and uh, all of this But death shouldn't be taboo It shouldn't be the dirty secret in the
0: family mm.
2: You should celebrate the person's life And re, you know bring them back They still are here They're part of your family They haven't just disappeared
0: Part of your DNA
1: Very much so And they're part of who you are
0: Liza, how do you feel about death and
1: I kind of see it Very much like I see The birth of my children It is a birth into another world I am scared shitless Of the pain Which you are also Mm -hmm. when when you're pregnant But focusing on, on, On that potential Pain doesn't Make it any less or, or, or help you mm. in that situation. Mm. So how I see it is, yes, it's most likely going to be very painful. I will deal with it when I get there. But once it's over, once that pain is over, it is over forever. And then I'm in this new mm. existence, whatever that might be.
0: When you, when you speak about pain, which pain are you referring to? Or what pain are you referring Honey,
1: to? how do people die Mm-hmm. Busses hit them, it hurts mm-hmm. that 's the you know that pain of of the physically dying that mm-hmm. you know like like poor Karen who was in a in, in a fire mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine how
3: painful that must be? do you know that's that strange mm-hmm. thing? Can I remark on that? Oh yes, please, yes, go ahead. I do not remember, and that's that 's the beauty of our minds i mean i'm basically choked or suffocated and um i can 't remember
0: anything about that mm. I, have it, al- I have also i've also heard that uh, even doctors say you know it's like even that 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 hit i mean it's it's traumatic to think about it, but they say that hit you don't you don 't feel it you know no, you um and some say i I left and mm. then i got uh, they i've heard people actually say no when I saw this thing going to happen mm. I left my body in that Car yes. and when it was over, I came back into my body. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's maybe a little uh, comfort mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for some people that is who true. go.
2: That is true, and it has been documented that they don't feel the pain. It, there is no pain at passing, it's it, it's the pain leading up to it. So, if you're a dying cancer patient, it's that pain that you're worrying about, mm-hmm. not the heart attack and how it's going to be. Mm.
0: And you, mean? About
1: me. How do you see this death and dying
0: thing? Um, it's a transition. I think it's traumatic, but I think you can get through it if you remember that it's part of a process. Mm-hmm. We're in a process. It's not the ultimate, you know. I see it together with me having been born, like you said. I see it together with adding on to my, uh, uh my next lifetime, um, or my past lifetime. Um, I, yeah, I, the only thing that disturbs me is I'm leaving my loved ones who will weep. Mm. We will grieve and I don't want to get them into that space. But even for but them, that's
2: healing.
1: They, they need to I have it. to
0: say. I prepared my kid for that. I <laughs> like.
1: I have to say, Shemaine and Pales are saying we should finish yes. up but I just want to, I just want to say this. Yes. Because I saw it recently in a, in a different situation. I saw intense pain and trauma. And you know, there was something extremely beautiful in there. Mm-hmm. The fact that Whatever situation meant so much to that person that he's in this intense grief process showed there was big, huge, true love. Mm. And that, for me, that it was the, the, the precious thing.
0: Mm.
1: Palesa going to hit us. Let's say goodbye. Penny? Penny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you for being gentle.
1: <laughs> Penny Vila. And
2: thank you for this opportunity.
1: Really it was lovely
0: it. to have you. Thank you so thank much. You. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us. I'm Shemaine Harris. Thank you for joining us. And I'm Liesl Tom. Take care of yourself.
3: Cliffcentral.com